Thanks for listening to this podcast from The Holy Talk. Email holytalkpodcast at gmail.com for more information. Out yet? Yeah, here we are. Shalom, shalom. Welcome to Holy Talk. How are you doing, Rabbi Tuli? Shalom, Danny. Good. How are you? We are doing the, the best we can. Great in Columbus, Ohio. And I and I purpose that with the best we can, right? Because we're still in COVID. We still everything's still happening, but God still gets the glory, still gets the praise. How are you doing, Rabbi Tuli? I'm good. I'm good. I'm also we're uh, we're doing the best we can in Israel. Everyone is everyone wherever you are. Tell us where you are. Put it in the notes down below if you're watching on Facebook now. Tell us where you are doing the best that you can. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be the theme. Do the best that you can and know that we understand and I think your family understands and if you need to take a moment to go to a corner and regather yourself, take a breath or take a walk, we are totally understand and we say yes. We yeah. get it. Yes, you can yeah. do it. Yeah. I don't think that, you know, I have a lot of friends. My wife is a therapist and we have a lot of friends who are also therapists and uh, one of them was saying, Boy, you know, just there's such an overwhelming need for everybody to be in therapy right now. <laughs> you know what? I And I agree with that. I think, you know, if I can tell our con uh, our audience this, you know, do a wellness check with yourself, right? What, what do I mean by that? Do a mental health checkup with yourself. Do a body checkup. You know what I mean? Because a lot of us is, are at home still. I don't know how it is in Israel. Rabbi Chul, a lot of folks are still quarantined in their homes in, in the States. You know what I mean? And so you, you have to do a body checkup where if you have to call your doctor, you make sure you're taking the vitamins, make sure you walk and do that. And then do a spiritual checkup. I think all three levels, you have to be able to give your mental checkup, give your body checkup and give your spiritual checkup because, you know, you're absolutely right, Rabbi Tuli. In these days, we need to talk. You know what I mean? And if you don't have a therapist that you can call because they're overwhelmed right now, call a friend. You know what I mean? Listen, call us. Drop a line to us if you if you want us to pray with you. If you want us to to just walk with you with anything, we are available. Uh, in the end of the uh, in the end of these sessions, we always leave our emails. Please email us because we know in times like this we need community, right? And so uh, if you think about it, the everything that we need, they're telling us we can't do because of this COVID, right? We need each other, Rabbi Tuli, and it's hard in this time to just be with each other. Yeah, no, we absolutely need community and it takes a while, you know, I'll just share with you something that happened on Shabbat because uh, we haven't been in the synagogue since uh, March. So there was a brief time where we went back to the synagogue, but then they kind of closed it back down. And uh, so we are now still praying every, every morning, every afternoon, every evening, we all go out onto our front patios and uh, our front patio is sort of up against the back patio of there's like a street and so we all get down or we'll come down in the street in between and we'll have prayers there so because the ninth of av is this week it's going to be super hot so and also we even have the high holidays around the corner rosh hashanah yom kippur so like a few of the neighbors got together and we put up like a like um like an awning between the houses that's cool and um, and so it was like the first time that, and then we all brought tables and chairs. It used to be that we would have our prayers, but it would be kind of casual. People would sort of be standing around. 
this time we kind of turned it into like a little little congregation with tables and with chairs and um, you know it really did for the first time you know recreate that notion that really a, a congregation is supposed to be about the about being a meeting place and about being there for the community. It's not just a place that we all go to pray. It's a place where we, you know, are spending a lot of time with each other now and uh, getting to know our neighbors and uh, trying to recreate community and doing the best that we can. Doing the best that we can. And I, I agree with that. I think one of the things, right, truly to your point, as I go to the stores, you know, sometimes I leave the house to go to the store, I miss seeing people smile. I'm always smiling. So I want to see people's faces and they smiles. And it's hard when you don't get, you don't even know what expression the other person is giving you. All you can do is see their eyes. You know what I mean? And so when you only see the person's eyes, it's hard to understand like that. Just, you know, sometimes, and I know you know this Rabbi Tui, sometimes just nodding and smiling at someone is as worth as them just coming and talking and hugging you, right? And when all of that, even the body language is gone because really you can't express yourself with your face, um, we are in desperate need of it. And so I love that you guys do that. And we have to do that. You know what I mean? I, I've, I've talked to my neighbor now more than, I think that's a great thing that I've talked to my neighbor now more than I have in years, you know, and I've been living next to him for years, but there's something about just going on the porch and they going on your porch and you just talking, you know what I mean? And just, Hey, there's another human being that I can talk to. And so, I mean, let's encourage everybody. You know what I mean? If you in Israel do what Rabbi Tuli is get a tent, Get, get into, you know, at least what you can see and talk to somebody. If you're here in the States, you know what I mean? Reach out to somebody, reach out to, and, and, and know if you have, especially the elderly in your life, if you have, call them, FaceTime them. We need to really, really allow ourselves to communicate uh, to one another. Um, so, you know, it, it was, it, we, we, we're at the time of 5080, right? Which is pay, right? Which is the word of, yeah. right? But seven eighty, which is the word "paid" to declare. And if you think about it that way, that we were called this year to declare that word "pay" is to declare, and now we have a mask stopping us from declaring. You know what I mean? Um, and you know, sometimes we need we're gonna need to declare, and sometimes we're gonna do it with with distancing. Take the mask or look at somebody, smile at somebody. I think is important. Right. Yeah, yep, yeah, yeah. All right. And you mentioned you mentioned something important though. You mentioned and I want to go into it, Rabbi Tuli. You mentioned the ninth of Av. So I know it coincides with Deuteronomy, which we we're gonna to study today a little bit. I don't know we we'll just jump into the ninth of Av. Tell for those I know for those in Israel know what you're talking about, but there's a lot of Christian brethren that listen to us um that do that do not know what the ninth of Av is, Rabbi Tuli. Um and I wanna really, really home in on that today because uh, it's a day that uh, a morning, a day of fasting that you guys going to go into this week. Um, tell us about the knife of Av so that folks can understand what the knife of Av when they hear us talk about that. How can we get together with with our brother, our Jewish brethren, in that as Christians? Okay, well, so it says, I mean, the knife of Av is the day that the temples were destroyed. The first temple and the second temple were destroyed. However, however. Um, it's also, it's like the day that's associated with all of suffering, all of Jewish suffering basically is uh, connected to that one day. And it goes back to the Torah portion that we read. So Deuteronomy begins where it's a review of the uh, previous uh, years in the wilderness. 
They're already at the 40th year. They're about to enter the land of Israel. Moses is not going to lead them in, but he is reviewing and giving a final, uh, his final words to the congregation, to the community. And he's reviewing the previous 30 years. So in the beginning, the first chapter, where it says that, uh, you know, God gave us the land and we we're about to go in the land. Then you came in and said, well, we want to go out and explore the land first. And I thought that that was a good idea. So I selected 12 tribes and uh, you went into the, um, into the land and then you refused to go up and you cried in your tents. And so that's a review of uh, the story in Numbers. And it's uh, chapter, was it 13? Numbers, um, it, it's a review of chapters, Numbers chapter 13. Yeah, the, the spies sent to Canaan chapter 13. Yeah, so it, there, it says that at the end that they cried. Um, uh, where is that verse where it says that they cried? Is it chapter 14 when uh, they refused to go in or? Could be, could be, but it, uh, I'm not finding it, but it, it says either it's in 13 or 14 that they cried and it says that that night that they, they cried, oh, here it is, chapter 14, verse one, the community broke into loud cries and the people wept that night. So what does it mean that night? Like what night? What nights are talking about? So actually, so the commentators say, well, that was the ninth of Av. That was the ninth mm. of Av. And uh, it happened to be, and if you do the math, uh, it, it fits perfectly. But they cried about that night. And God was obviously very hurt by the fact that they were rejecting Israel at the time. They weren't trusting in him. And that night turned into a, a night of weeping for for all generations. And it was that same night that the first temple was destroyed. And then hundreds of years later, that same night that the second temple was destroyed. And if you follow Jewish history, it's a, and you could just Google it because there's a lot of remarkable articles about how um, the Holocaust started on the 9th of Av and the Jews were expelled out of Spain on the 9th of Av. It's just really, I wouldn't call it luck, but it's just a bad luck. It's that day is just bad, 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 bad for the Jewish people, the ninth of all. And it goes back to that first, the first uh, episode is really because that was the day that the 12 spies rejected Israel. So it's all very much connected to our relationship with the land of Israel. That's powerful. I, I do want to say this, the book of Deuteronomy, if you haven't jumped into it, what makes it different than all the other books is this is Moses account, right? So in the other four books, it is God's account. God's telling Moses, this is what's happening here. This is Moses kind of like a, a, farewell, fair, uh, a farewell letter, right? This is like his, he's like, I'm going to tell you from my heart. And I love the whole book, Rabbi Tula, because some of it is filled with uh, exhortation but some of it is filled with like these rebukes, like, hey, I love you enough to tell you the truth kind of moments. Um, and I think it starts out, one of the things that it starts out, and before we go to the knife of Bob, but one of the things that starts out that I want to say is verse two always captivates me when it says it's 11 days journey, right? And so it literally was an 11 day journey outside of Egypt, leaving Egypt to go into the promised land. 
but because of this moment that you're talking about of the knife of Av, this moment of the spies, it became a 40 year journey. You know what I mean? 11 days turned into 40 years. And it's like, why? Because I think, I think one of the things that the children of Israel needed, Moses needed and, and Joshua needed, as you look at those, why those 40 years, we needed those 40 years. And I think I say we, because us, even Christians needed those 40 years to really show us a relationship with God, right? The good, the back, and the ugly of us as, as humans, but God's forgiving ways, his loving ways, and how he always brings us back to his promises and what he wants. Because God always desired for the children of Israel to get the land. It was not, it was not that it was not going to happen. It was that it had to be some things that we had to work within ourselves as humans before God. And I think some of the lessons that we learn throughout that journey of, of the wilderness, we would have not learned if we would have not actually gone through that time, right? And so to listen to Moses' account of it and to listen to what Moses is saying out of his heart to the children of Israel before he dies, I love when he says to them, and I want to declare this to anyone that's listening, uh, because that we were talking about this, Rabbi Chula, before we went on the air. It, verse 8 really hits to my heart because, it, because it's, it's, it's Moses really declaring what God has said to the children of Israel. He said, see, I have set the land before you. Go in and possess the land, which I, the Lord, swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give them and their descendants after them. And so this is God's promise. Moses believed God's promise, but Moses wanted the children of Israel to believe God's promise. Like, this is why we're to have this land. And so so much has happened in over the years, as you described it, Rabbi Tuli, with the this destruction of the temple. And, and, and really, there is only one reason why any person should tell the world why the children of Israel need to be in this little pot of land that's, to many people, it's not nothing, Rabbi Tuli, but the children of Israel is everything. Why? Because God said it. That is the answer of the children of Israel being in their land, because God promised it to them and their descendants. And the case is closed to what God has said. You know what I mean? And I believe that the enemy has attacked it for so long, like we're saying, because God said this land will be, and the enemy doesn't want that to happen. And so you said something to me, Rabbi Tuli, when you, when we both started speaking, that just touched my heart. And I want you to just, maybe you can touch on it. You said it's a, it's a normal day in Israel, right? There's tension in the North. And I'm like, it's a normal day, you know what I mean? I, I don't think people really understand the tension that you live, that Israel lives around on a daily basis because the enemy is still trying to attack this verse. He's still trying to go after stealing the land that God has said it was going to be for his people. Right, right. And that's really the focus of the Ninth of Av is on our enemies. And, um, and, and you know, it was the day that, and I'll tell you what we do, the way that we observe it, you know, a lot of the holidays that I mentioned in the Bible are festive days or feasts and festivals. This is like the opposite. This, um, you know, I don't know if you could see, I've been like, we don't shave actually. It's sort of like a sign of mourning for the three weeks leading up to the ninth of Av. We don't shave. It's, uh, we also don't listen to music at this time period. We don't eat meat for these, um, for these nine days leading up to the ninth of Av. Uh, there's no weddings that are taking place now, no, no parties, nothing, none of that. And uh, it's, a, it's not only a, a day of mourning, it's a whole nine days of mourning and three weeks even of mourning. But on the 9th of Av itself, 
it's even more uh, strict. And we actually, we sit on the floor. We don't sit on chairs. We sit on the floor. It's like really just the, everything about it is to demonstrate how we're heartbroken, we're sad, we feel distant, we feel cut off from God, we don't have the temple. And, um, and so we're trying to focus on the broken relationship and do everything that we can to repair that relationship. And um, in all of the persecution that happened throughout our history is a result of the broken nature of our relationship with God. Now, um, this has over the last few years caught on within the Christian community. And a lot of Christians are saying that, you know, for whatever reason, Christians started connecting to the Jewish people in the last number of years. And again, that's not, you know, that's a, a wonderful thing. There's not a lot of historical precedent for Jews and Christians having good relationships. So Christians started getting more familiar with the Jewish people, the Jewish calendar, the biblical calendar. And a couple of years ago, Christians started and found out, learned about the ninth of Av. And, um, and so a fellow by the name of Bob O'Dell, who's a friend of mine, he spent the day, the ninth of Av, a few years ago, and he was just researching episodes of anti-Semitism, Christian anti-Semitism. And he started recognizing that this is a lot longer of a list than he had imagined. And then he, he basically he kind of like typed a list or he created a long list and he spent like a moment on each one of those episodes throughout history. And he couldn't even get himself through that list. He just, you know, he broke down and he wasn't even able to make it through that long list. The next year, though, he started telling more people about it, and they all went through the list together. And after now, it's, I think, the third year, and last year they brought a group to Israel for the ninth of Av, and they wanted to fast in the land with the Jewish people. And um, this year they were planning on coming, a much larger group, and uh, obviously they're unable to. And so they brought their um, commemoration online, and it's going to be taking place this Thursday online. And let me see if I could find the, um, the URL for that. Um, yeah, it's nine, you go to nine hyphen of, that's av.com, nine, the number nine hyphen av.com. And um, they're having virtual prayer events. They're having actually a tour of uh, Jerusalem. They're having, I think, like a tour guide walking them through Jerusalem. This is this Thursday on the 9th of Av. And uh, they're expecting a big crowd, people who are going to be fasting, Christians who are fasting, and commemorating um, with the, and standing really with the Jewish people this year. It's really amazing to me as a, as a Jew to think that, you know, that, that so many non-Jews would be connected with Ninth of Av, it's, it's, it's surprising, it's very heartwarming and touching. And I think that, you know, as opposed to all of the Jewish holidays, Shabbat, Rosh Hashanah, Hanukkah, Purim, if you really want to understand the heart of a Jew, you got to really understand the Ninth of Av. Is this so my, my encouragement, Rabbi Tuli, to your point is, 
for all those who listen to us that, that are that are that are Christians. Well, number one, I want to, and I know you know this. The reasoning behind it is because we're family, just like Hashem has brought you and I together, and we see each other as brothers. I think that's one of the reasons, the number one reasons that a lot of Christians, Rabbi Tuli, are are really understanding where our, where where our faith comes from, right? Uh, our, our, our Judaism background, right? And who we are, we wouldn't be who we are unless who you are. And so that's for us, it's what brings us to, together. And, and you're 100% correct. And, and this is why I really wanted to do this this today on the knife of art, because I want to just encourage it. Just look it up. You know, what I mean, um, Google it, like Rabbi Tuli said, ninth of Ab, and it'll show you the, the history. And, and to, for, for them, it's not only the Jewish history. I don't look at it as just Jewish history, Rabbi Tuli. I look at it as the, our history, the church history, all of our history. This is where we come from. And for us to then uh, coincide and lock arms with you on this day and not only fast and pray for the the, the, the Israel and for Jews, but also, like you said, Rabbi Tuli, to repent for the, the atrocities that we have caused because of our ignorance, because of our being blinded. And I think one of the things that God is doing, he's unblinding the Christian to understand that is you don't replace, you are a part, you know what I mean? And as, I'm gonna say it again, you don't replace, you are a part. And as a part of a bigger family and God's bigger narrative, we can take part in this to say, we all, we repent openly to you, Rabbi Tuli, to Jews all over the world for the atrocities that we've done, but we also take on the atrocities that's been happening to you for these thousands and thousands of years. And we stand alongside of you and, and such an important part, especially now because we can uh, complain that we're missing a lot of things because COVID and all this to just a solemn thing to think and be grateful for the things that we do have and then repent and fast and ask the Lord to help us to grow with our Christian and Jewish brethren to help that relationship grow along even better and stronger for the years to come. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, this past week, I was um, in touch with this a group of organizers from the 9th of Av uh, event this coming week. And we were talking about how, how powerful it is that they are commemorating this, all of these uh, atrocities. And they said, you know, well, commemorating is one thing, but what else could we do? And we were talking about it. And uh, so I mentioned to them that last week I was going to visit a Holocaust survivor in Jerusalem who, very heartbreaking because the Holocaust survivors today are all in their 70s, 80s and 90s and even beyond. And they all have, you know, their health is failing, their needs are increasing. One man in particular is in a wheelchair, unable to even leave his house because there's a, in a walk up and there's no wheelchair accessibility can't even go into the bathroom. Like it was just a mess. And I heard about this and I went over and I met with the family and we are going to be renovating his home. And that group, the group from the 9th of Av actually are going to be the ones who contributed to that to be, wow, to help not just commemorating anti-Semitism, but really, really supporting the, those who are still like living in, you know, with the trauma of the Holocaust and, um, so it's a very, very special initiative. And just like one final, one final idea that um, is really important that the ninth of Av is alluded to or mentioned in the book of Zechariah. 
And it says in chapter 9 of Zechariah that um, it's talking about the end of days where um, it says in verse uh, 18 and 19, the word of the God, the word of the Lord God came to me saying, thus said the Lord of hosts, the fast of the fourth month, the fast of the fifth month, the fast of the seventh month, and the fast of the tenth month shall become occasions for joy and gladness. Happy festivals for the house of Judah. You must love honesty and integrity. And, um, and so the fast of the fifth month is Av. Av is the fifth month. And so it's referring to, you know, there's these four fast days on the Jewish calendar. The fast of the fourth month, the fifth month, the seventh month, and the tenth month. And um, it says that in the future, these days are going to go from being days of fasting to days of feasting. Mm. And it's, a, I believe, very inspirational, uh, positive spin that the prophet says that once we, once we atone, once we repent, once we really learn that lesson that all of these fast days are meant to instill in our hearts, then God will one day turn these fast days into days of feasting. And, and I really do believe that the fact that, uh, you know, Jews and non-Jews, Jews and Christians are coming together on this day of major, major fasting, this really, really sad day, and coming together, that's such a powerful sign that we are on our way from the time and the period of time in history where we go from history being days of fasting to the, the new history where it becomes a day of feasting. We're in that transition right now, going from fasting to feasting. And uh, so it's just like a you know special time to be a part of this, special time to be alive. I think that's what you and I are trying to accomplish on a small level with these weekly Torah discussions, these Torah talks. So um, anyone who wants more information, check it out, 9-av.com. And I encourage everybody to participate this week in the ninth of Av. I, I say amen, and that's so powerful, Rabbi Truly. I do want to let people know what day it is this week, because we've been talking about the day. It, for us, will be, well, it's Wednesday to Thursday, right? So it's Wednesday night. Eve to Thursday, you know what I mean? And for, for most of you, it'll be just Thursday, you know what I mean? Just take on this time, this Thursday, which is what, the 30th, I believe, of the month on Thursday? Yes, yeah, the 30th, you know what I mean? So take the 30th, take the Thursday, and remember the children of Israel, remember your Jewish brethren, connect with them together, right? And as a family, and I love the way you, you let that, and I want to give people the the, the, the verse that you said, Zechariah 8, 18 and 19. So go read that and say, we are going to a place of rejoicing. We are going to a place of praise. We start with fasting and fasting is not for God. It's not to manipulate God. Fasting is for us to let us know where our heart is at and, and really to, to repent and grieve of our sins that we have done. And as we do that, God brings us into a place of harmony with him and we rejoice together. And so Let's 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 go into it with that and uh, this, that solidarity solidarity with our Christ, uh, Jewish and Christian brethren with the saying that we're going to repent not only with you for what's happened but repent what we have done also you know what I mean and then 
as we do that, Rabbi Truly, I believe God continues to bring us closer. And you're right, we're going to have a party together. We're going to have fun. And as we bring a whole bunch of people with us to Israel, hopefully one of the trips that we can do in the future is a Ninth of Av trip where we can bring a group uh, and they can all meet you personally, Rabbi Tuli. So thank you uh, this morning for, uh, for this because I think uh, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm excited that God is just bringing us that much more closer every single day. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, as always, my friend, good having a Torah talk with you. Always great. Uh, it's one of the highlights of my week, Rabbi Tuli. So we, we have a lot of fun. And so Rabbi Tuli, let them know how they can reach you. Sure. You can find me online at, at Israel365.com or email me Rabbi Tuli at Israel365.com. And you can reach us at Holy Talk uh, Podcast at gmail.com, Holy Talk Podcast at gmail.com. And if you do not like to use Gmail, because some folks have told me, well, we don't like to use Gmail, you can also uh, email me at Daniel, D A N I E L, at thewavecolumbus.com. Daniel at thewavecolumbus.com. Shalom, Rabbi Tuli. We'll talk soon and uh, we'll, we'll talk next week. Okay, shalom, Danny. Thanks for listening to this podcast from The Holy Talk. Email holytalkpodcast at gmail.com for more information.